Hello and welcome to the Better, Bolder, Braver podcast, empowering coaches to attract better clients, build a bolder offer and be braver with their prices, planning and purpose. I'm this week's host and co-founder, Simon Batchelor. In this episode, we join the third of our Monday Masterclass sessions dedicated to a chapter in the coach's marketing journey. You can join our live weekly Masterclass conversations for free and find out about upcoming events and save your spot with the event link on our website, betterbolderbraver.com. This week, we're talking about story. Empathy, authority, and journey. These are the words that we find help clients to get clear on their story. To grab the attention of your ideal client, you will need to show empathy combined with authority and tell an honest and engaging story that will make you stand out from the crowd. This is the bit about marketing that can really get coaches in a pickle. How authentic should I be? How much do I need to tell? Do I need to bear my soul? How will people react when I'm really transparent? I'm scared of feeling exposed. What can come up are feelings of vulnerability, lack of boundaries, regret, embarrassment, fear, and a real lack of clarity about what the point of all this is. As coaches, there is an inherent message when telling your story that you too are a human being. This serves us very well most of the time, but there is the professionality question that is at front and centre of most of coaches' minds. So in this episode, we're going to look at how to tell a great story. So let's join the live conversation now. Hello everybody and welcome to the next chapter of the Better, Bolder, Braver marketing journey. This time it is all about your story. So today we are going to be talking all things story. Uh, We are going to be explaining a little bit more about what we mean by story because I think some people find the uh, title of this chapter slightly um, curious, maybe aren't quite sure how this all relates to marketing and how your story can um, intertwine itself with uh, everything you are doing. So everybody is just joining in. I see everybody coming. Excellent. Yeah, once upon a time, good starting lines, some great starts. do share if you have a favourite opening opening line or opening statement from a story that you read often. <laughs> nice. It's a good one. Any opening? I just forgot I was here for a minute. Um, yeah, feel free to uh, share a nice creative story opening phrase. Why not? <laughs> So um, while everybody is coming in, I think we've got a few people still coming over from the community, clicking on that link. I see a few people coming over. Excellent. So Francis, while we get started, why don't you um, share with us your thoughts on the use of a story? The question is, am I going to do that in the form of telling you a story or not and how meta is today going to be um we what was the question what is my essentially what are your thoughts on 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 the use of story Mm. in the marketing journey that's a lovely question simon um 
The use of a story in the marketing journey is a way of connecting with people. It's a way of allowing people to see how where they might go could be in relation to where you've come from. Uh, and I feel that it's a great tool in being able to uh, be generous and uh, encouraging of where somebody could go uh, in a way that says, I have either been here before, I can relate, here's how what's happened to me is interesting for you. So when we talk about story, we're gonna be talking about our own story, but as you will see as our story unfolds today, it's all in relation actually to the story of the person that we're trying to uh, lure into the fireside. Mm. Um, so yes, it's a useful tool is my, is my answer to your question. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because <clears throat> when I first came across the use of story in marketing, essentially I was I was pretty skeptical. I was a bit like, but but why do we need to tell a story in marketing? And it was only when I did some more reading around what what the use of that is and the, and the narrative and the tool and the device that story is that I became aware that actually a lot of the marketing I was already engaging in and a lot of the marketing that I considered to be interesting, compelling, engaging, or so if you want to call that successful in a way, that was all based around stories. Um, and the marketing that I found off-putting, difficult, that rubbed me up the wrong way, made me feel a bit, Ugh, or made me feel bad about myself, was the opposite of that. It wasn't a story. It was all preaching, soapboxing, showboating, megaphoning, whatever you want to call it. It was all shouting, look at me, look at me, the opposite of what I personally find engaging with, you know, marketing as opposed to just sort of icky advertising type stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and I do have that image of um, somebody going, come, come closer, come closer. Yes, listen exactly. To, listen to, listen to this and, you know, um, yeah, it was the night before Christmas. Thank you, Ellie. You know, we, we've got this... Uh, We've got this lovely thing encapsulated in Ellie's start to the story of today, "Twas the Night Before Christmas." You know, and and the Christmas bit of that is we all we're all part of. Mm. We know what Christmas is. You know, we can all relate to Christmas, and we we can sort of sense the anticipation that is the night before Christmas. Mm. And yet, what we know is going to come is is someone's version of the night before Christmas, and so. Um, we we want to hear that because we want to hear what someone else was doing in relation to the night before Christmas. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I think uh, that what we're in the spirit of in Better, Bolder, Braver is using the ability to talk about oneself, but in relation to something of relevance to the person listening as opposed to uh, the potential distancing in fact that a story can yeah. actually serve to create yeah and I think part of what we wanted to share today was sort of our interpretation of many different sources of learning around story um, one of which being Joseph Campbell's hero's journey which is um, 
sort of a story that he wrote, which sort of encapsulates the classic story. It's that classic thing, the tale as old as time, as they say. And then another book that was sort of a, a real game changer for me was this, which is Donald Miller's Build a Story Brand, which essentially turns that hero's journey into a series of marketing steps um, and breaks it down um, and essentially flips, my, it completely flipped my thinking of, you know, who are we talking to? What is marketing all about? And I think one of the biggest things in when you're talking about marketing and you're thinking about your ideal client, which we, you know, spoke to a lot last week, is that a lot of marketing advice and a lot of marketing talk is all about why you're so good and why you're so important. So what am I doing as a business or what am I doing as a coach that's so good? Why should you listen to me? Here's all my stuff. Would you like to watch my seven hour YouTube documentary about what I do? Would you like to hear in agonizing detail all of the bullet points that my sessions include? And the answer to all of that is no. Nobody cares about any of that stuff because it's just cringeworthy, isn't it? It's like when someone hands you a brochure that's like an inch thick and you're like, that that feels like too much. That's that's not really what the, you know, all I had was how big is it, you know? Yeah. What we do there is if let's let's start off with the hero's journey, because I think the hero's journey <clears throat> encapsulates everything we're trying to kind of get across here. So essentially, the hero's journey is where a, we, we, we meet a character and that character has a problem, an issue, a dilemma. That character then meets a guide who gives them a plan that gives them a way out. They then call them to action. So they give them something. They're like, OK, are you going to do this? Or are you not going to do this? And then the story either ends in failure or in success. Now, that story is essentially a very brief version of Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. And basically, every good film you've watched, every good book you've read, follows that rough narrative. That's essentially how all kids' stories are written, it's how all Disney films are made, all of the big blockbuster films all follow that essential baseline story. Yes, they're going to, you know, vary and mix it up and blah, 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 blah. You know, there'll be obvious sub subplots and other characters and da, da, da. but the underlying narrative is that story and what really stands out in that story is that there are there are two forces at work there is the character in the story and the guide in the story and most people when they're doing marketing want to be the character they want to be the person who succeeds and wins they want to win the client when in fact they need to be the guide in the story and the person in the story who wins needs to be the client. So if you imagine a superhero film, but in the superhero film, rather than swooping down and saving the day, the story is the other way around. It's just the person watching is just watching Superman flying around doing all the stuff and just thinking, oh, I wish I could be Superman. It's not a very, it's not a very good story, is it? Whereas when you're telling the story from the other point of view, and it's all about the jeopardy that the person is in and will they save the day and won't they? It's a compelling story. Star Wars is a perfect example of this. And when you look at the rough plot of Star Wars, you will see that it is absolutely, 
the perfect map because essentially what they what George Lucas may or may not have done for legal reasons is taken Joseph Campbell's hero's journey and essentially just made it in space rather than about a whale but anyway that you know legal action aside what we're talking about there is the fact that this story if you think about Star Wars you know the most knowledgeable wise character in the whole thing is Yoda and Yoda is you know you know in some ways the intergalactic coach because he's He's just guiding Luke and showing Luke, you've got these options. You could either behave like this or you could do things like this or you could do things like this and you could do things like that. And he's letting Luke discover whether it ends in success or it ends in failure. And sometimes he intentionally lets Luke fail in order that he learns from the failure to demonstrate, you know, lots of coaching practice in Yoda there is. So there's there's definitely some merits in understanding that story so if we now accelerate past a lot of the other sort of theory behind that what we end up with is if you tell a story about you and your coaching practice your business then and you do it in a way that is following that hero's journey then when people start listening to your story they want to know the end because since we were children we've heard stories told in this way and if you start to tell your story in that same way and you include the ca- the client you make them the character and give them the opportunity to be the hero in a story they'll want to know more and when you listen to ted talks or you hear a compelling story about someone who's done an amazing thing and you know someone you, you really grabs your attention if you break down the way that story's been told it's the hero's journey. So what we're doing when we're asking and inviting people to consider their story is we're saying, is there a way in which you can turn your experience, your knowledge, your value, your offer, all of the elements that you've got in your business and weave them together in a way that brings people along for the ride and helps them become the hero and puts you as the guide. Thanks. Yeah, Lucy, you got it. She's saying, I wonder if Simon our Obi-Wan movies. There we go. <laughs> That's the plan, yeah. Um, nice. And uh, I, I love the way in which how we understand story allows us to also address the vulnerability mm. and authenticity question, which comes up uh, very organically in the story part of our marketing journey because the the next bit is well how much about myself do I need to share Mm. in order that people will be able to resonate and I can you know I can I can make my life accessible um as soon as we start thinking about how our storytelling is in service of someone else's journey uh it rather helps us to think about how we might frame and put boundaries up around what we may or may not be wanting and needing and usefully uh, looking to share. Um, I think when people feel that the point of telling a story is to just entirely bare their soul in the hope that people will go, mm. but they're a human being and so am I, so I will, I can relate. Um, we, we, we have li- little control uh, over the reception of the story, over the, over the kind of uh, um, the takeaway. Um, whereas if we're thinking about what are the questions 
that we want to ask of people in relation to the story that we're telling as we're telling it and we're thinking about the potential feelings that might be coming up um, we can um, also do ourselves service in terms of framing it mm. um, I think you know we w what we want to do today is is point to some of the exercises that we do in our community um, at what we will be doing for our community in terms of getting people from the beginning of their storytelling <coughs> to the end not the end but to a point of comfort around storytelling and there's a story within that there's a story of how you go from not knowing how to tell your story to being very comfortable about using your story as part of your marketing mm. and of course the first exercises that we do are very much about encouraging people just to in a safe space which is our community put it out there use a medium that feels comfortable to you note what that medium is is it writing is it recording an audio a video is it in conversation with someone what's the easiest way for you to let out what you think your story is and then we set up structures to invite our community members to reflect on what that story looks looks like are you the victim are mm. you a perpetrator are you a rescuer um was stuff happening to you were you making decisions about getting from a to b and we really look to pick apart one's own story so as that happens what comes up for us are questions about are we actually at a comfortable place in our own story and we invite people always to consider showing their workings and to consider um, being overt about where they are in their story or sort of you know how comfortable they're feeling about their story or did feel about their story um, and, and one needs to work through that in order to get to the point that you can use your own story in an authoritative way with empathy for yourself and I know you're going to talk about empathy authority journey a little bit more today um, you know because we want to exercise the empathy and authority that we look for other people to see in us with ourselves so we need to have empathy for ourselves we need to have self-compassion as we reflect on what our story is so that we can we can put it together we can repackage it or we can let it out there so that we feel safe in doing so and in a way that we feel is going to serve the person that we're looking to sell our services to in an authentic uh sort of ethical and sort of self-contained way <laughs> mm, yeah well yeah i think it's an interesting it's, it's definitely an interesting idea to to look at what what it is you want to share and then what it is you actually need to share in order to tell the story so i think an important differentiator is that we are telling a story not writing a memoir so it's not the life and times of this is not you know everything that's ever happened in great detail with an index you know and a bibliography at the back this isn't the textbook of you this is the story that helps establish you as the guide because we don't need to know everything about you we don't need to know you know that you once like for example part of my story is i i when i, I left school at 16 and did an engineering qualification learned how to weld and use 
machines and worked in a factory and made circuit boards and but that isn't necessarily a relevant part of my story I don't tell it every time and I very rarely tell people about it not because it's anything to hide it's just it's just not a very interesting start to a story based on where I've ended up but it's if you wanted to know the full memoir and the full history, then of course it's all in the back catalogue that I can talk about. But actually, is it relevant to someone now looking to decide whether they want to join Better, Bolder, Braver? If I started my story with, well, when I was 15, <coughs> a science teacher once told me, no one cares, no, get to the point. Like, where's the bit where, you know, I mean, l- linking back to Star Wars, the first, you know, the, the th- Star Wars episodes one, two and three are just that. It's politics admin and essentially bad motion graphics and the reason those those fail is because they're the bit of the story that no one cares about and there's a reason they started with chapter four of the book and it's because chapters one two and three are exceedingly dull stories so you you can do a george lucas and you can jump to number four and just get into the juicy bit of the story and it's fine because once you get to know a client six months six years into coaching they might say, so what did you do when you left school? And at that point, that's when the story can come out. And they're like, oh, I never knew that about you. That's fine. You know, we've all got other stories to tell and other elements of our jobs and careers and friends and family that, that probably make interesting stories and have fascinating tales to tell. But what we need to understand is that the art of having a meaningful conversation is knowing what to say and, and in what way to say it that means it doesn't patronise or conversely overwhelm the person listening. So one of the things I always bring up slightly in jest is that I, we often find coaches struggle to know what to write about when they're first challenged with that, so what are you going to write about? But if if let loose, they could write at, at almost in, infinitum of what they do and how the method and the process and because that's that's the exciting bit the day-to-day isn't it but it's that how do you bring people into that how do you bring people into that process entice them in I think your image of a, a fireside is really interesting how do you attract people to that fireside show them that they're welcome that there's a seat for them there and there's a fascinating story about to start sort of come on in and 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 hear my tale and I think that is if you can bring that imagery and that excitement to what you're what you're creating as a story then it, it, it's going to do its job <clears throat> and it doesn't have to be the memoir um, that many I think think that it might need to be. However I rather like the um, engineering qualification as, as a detail and Kieran also mm. says he wants to hear that version as well. Yes. Um, I agree with your Star Wars um the, the the Star Wars analogy of jumping to the chapter that's, you know, the the, the kind of story, you know, the mm. kind of really punchy beginning of the story makes a lot of sense. And then when we get to know you better, you can bring it out. And I think when we, when we've shared all the elements of our story in a safe place, um, in fact, my reflection to you is that it makes perfect sense to me that you are so brilliant with the tips and tricks, with the the way that I see your brain as being so structured and methodical sometimes. And I would hazard a guess that part of that is thanks to your engineering qualification. Um, And I'm wondering if if the way in which you've evolved is 
as a result of having studied those things, albeit not that long ago. I would yeah. be rude. But, <laughs> years um, and years back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's something quite magical about being able to relate even the most. I love the idea of the squiggly career and I love the idea of being able to look back on everything and say, now I know why that makes perfect mm. sense. Now I know why that had to mm. happen. Um, and when you can tell a story on retrospect, it's it's an ability to look back on stuff that might seem seemingly irrelevant or at the time certainly didn't feel like it was necessarily going somewhere and being able to say to someone, now I can say with conviction, with confidence, with authority, with levity, that that thing that happened 20 years ago fed into where I am now in this way. Mm. And so when you are short of a story, you can, if you're, the more mindful we are, the more self-aware we are, in theory, the more able we are uh, to um, bring up details from previous lives and relate them to where we are now. I think it rather adds to the authority. Um, especially if it's in response to someone else's experience. So if somebody's yeah. in, you know, in, in conversation with you in your marketing, um, relating back to you, something like that really spoke to me, but I'm finding myself X, Y, and Z. And as you know, to your point, it's a case of going, I completely understand, you know, when I was 23, I was doing whatever whatever hmm. and at the time it didn't make any sense now i can look back and that you know so there's yeah. the there's the story of what happened the kind of um uh events you know sequence of events that is the story yeah and then there's the feelings that go alongside it it's the sort of um journey of your own story of hmm. your own feelings of evolution um, and self-awareness and self-compassion mm. and conviction and confidence and authority. And we're getting people to buy into the idea that you have yourself had to go in and out and undulate through some quite difficult times or ideas before mm. you've been able to get to a point where you can be of service to someone else. Um, so I just wanted to interject with actually i think a lot of people would quite like at some point to hear about your engineering yeah i mean i think i think actually having having thought about it as you've been speaking and hearing everybody's reflection it is actually quite an interesting starting point but i guess <clears throat> maybe what i'm maybe what i'm getting at is the sense that just just because it happened doesn't mean it has to make the final edit you know and it's, also you're it's saying starting point of, i agree it may not be the starting point, yeah but it's yeah exactly it is it's part it. of the fabric of the story of course yeah. but i think i think there's 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 elements like if i've got 10 minutes to tell her to to explain what i do why i do it and who i do it for the you know the who the what and the why you know starting with when i left school is a bold move because there's a lot to cover <laughs> if that's yeah. where we start right so well, we that can talk point, about the elevator pitch in this as well, right? Because there's there's different. Well, the elevator times pitch is places. just the completely compounded yeah. version. The squeeze yeah. it right down to the essence of exactly. the story. Or the or the press release, you know, in the community will also yes. get also get people to um, practice. What are the headlines, and then what's the next paragraph? So the story is also something to get straight, but then we need to structure it for the appropriate mm. use of. And it might yeah. be the elevator pitch. It might be. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So. But I think I think the key elements that that are in those, 
that, that are in in the story is is something that we talk a lot about in the community which is that mix of empathy authority and journey and it's that sense that if i just stand here and tell you all about my time as an engineer didn't realize we talk about this when i woke up this morning um you know is yes it uh, that is going to resonate with certain people there's certain people that are going to be like oh yeah do you know what simon's done that i i think so i feel seen heard and understood which is the key to that empathy moment so if that is speaking to the people who i want to attract then that bit of my story is where i should start and what i should talk about and at that point that's the empathy coming across so what that's also doing <clears throat> is it's giving me an opportunity to add an element of authority, but not authority in the slightly baggage-laden sense of the word that we often associate with, but authority as in that sort of competence or experience. And it's that, it's that opportunity to say, from my experience, or I have seen before, or in this way that I have noticed or observed, this can happen and that is a different level of authority that i think and an energy around authority that's needed because without it empathy doesn't work it it, it falls flat it becomes just very dull and very it's, it doesn't really there's, there's there's nowhere to go with empathy unless you add some authority to it the thing is though <clears throat> the next thing we need to add is is something to do with it because what we want people to do is to be drawn in with the empathy, I'm talking to the right person. Then we want them to understand what we're talking about and think, hmm, they seem like the right person to talk about. And then we need that last bit, which is journey, which is, and do you know what? I think they can take me on an exciting journey, which I want to find out what's at the end of that journey. So if you mix empathy, authority and journey together, those elements you end up with something that is very compelling and that journey is what we're going to touch a lot on in chapter six so I'm not going to go into that now you'll have to come back for more um, in, in a few weeks time to understand a lot more about the journey but essentially the journey is the plan the map it's the hey I'm a guide I've got a map do you want to come with me and I think that authority stage is what is often slightly feels uncomfortable when you first look at it and some of that is about being vulnerable some about that is about telling about your past you know i've experienced this i personally have a story where i've worked through the feelings you have and i'm now here and it's about sharing that and being open to that if it's relevant however it may not be relevant at all to the people you're talking to so as we've said it, it doesn't have to be the full memoir at that stage it can be the you know, abridged Oxford notes. Two things that are coming to mind for me are questions that we get asked about the fact that um, what we're talking about, though, is sort of moments, seconds of interaction on, for example, social media, um, an appreciation of, you know, we've talked about it briefly, I suppose, in relation to the elevator pitch or press release, but, you know, is, you know, is a blog post the place to go into detail. How in social media where we have seconds of interaction can we bring our story into the mix? Um, so the first thing that comes to mind is the question around uh, 
uh, a sort of sequential thing of do I, you know, if I've told part A of my story today, if I tell part B tomorrow, how can I rely on the fact, and the answer is you can't, of course, that people will have read part A or will hmm. be interested in part C. So there's that. There's the sort of how do I tease out the story uh, in, in various outputs in, our, in my marketing uh, hmm. content. The other thing I wanted to mention, though, that kind of does relate to this as well is how much fun can you have in telling your story? And when you are just starting out as a coach, um, or when you're just starting to think about using your story in your marketing, there's nothing more for you to worry about than just getting comfortable with what your story is and how you want to tease it out. Um, but the next bit, you know, once you are starting to get slightly bored, possibly with your content, is to think of storytelling as the art. And there are mm. plenty of people here today uh, who will be authorities on sort of different ways to tell stories. And you've talked about the Hollywood model and Star Wars. Mm. And, you know, for example, um, if we think about, you know, if anyone here has done any sort of training or has an appreciation of classical music, um, for example, the idea of um, different movements in a, in a, in a piece of music uh, could be relevant. You know, it might be that if we're talking about Mozart or Rossini, I don't want to get too kind of highbrow and twatty, but I'm thinking of uh, the Rossini overture to William Tell. Thank you, Kieran. Which everyone knows the last bit of because it goes but the first bit is the pastoral idyll, which is this really calm, beautiful movement, getting everyone to the fireside. Everyone feels familiar, everyone feels comfortable, and then this middle bit is kind of the storm, um, and it's really sort of difficult to listen to. But then it all comes together at the end with this exciting horse race that everyone knows about and really dramatic and brilliant. And so the fun that can be had when we understand our own stories, that we can start to think about how are we going to sort of frame the bits of it? Are there going to be movements? You know, is this just for our marketing? Is this... Um, something that we want to bring into our workshops and you know our next chapter is product understanding our story firstly we can only really do and think about the empathy authority and journey when we've thought about the ideal client and done that work on niching mm. but then the next stage which is building a product is where we can go right how can we actually use all the things that we're talking about um i think that's me by the way i'm going to go and shut my door in a minute because i think there's someone drilling outside um uh, in in structuring something that's of worth for someone, so you know if it's a if it's you know group work, is there a workshop that kind of takes people on a journey, mm. you know, relating to my own experience that I can bring to this design, um, and it might be a piece of theatre. I just want to mention briefly that you know, for example, there's different approaches to theatre. There's theatre that you go to and you get completely immersed in the drama and you come away or you watch EastEnders and you, you get nothing from it other than just a really nice voyeuristic experience of other people's lives. And it really does move you emotionally, but it's not clear whether there's an invitation for you to actually do anything with the action. And then there's other theatre, which you are very much aware you are an audience member of and there's an invitation to you to be thinking about what you're going to do when you leave the theatre and like sometimes it can be quite politically motivated um, but I'm just trying to I'm just trying to put out there that a story can be told in different ways according to what the agenda of telling the story is 
and the more familiar and comfortable we are with it the more creative and more fun we can have the more intentional we can be with how we're going to use the story so yes <laughs> <clears throat> yeah i think that's a i think that's is is interesting in that sense that the way people perceive stories is different and it isn't necessarily linear but I think one thing we need to detach ourselves from is the is the need to tell the whole story every time. Um, so if you're reading your kid a story and they fall asleep, you don't wake them up to make sure they finish the story. You know that you'll get another chance to tell them that story tomorrow and they'll still be just as enthralled start to halfway through, even if they never hear the end of that story for months because they're just, they always fall asleep at a certain time. It doesn't matter. They're still enjoying the story. That's so I think, a really good point. And familiarity, even if you yeah. do get to the end of the story, everyone likes to know the story, like Punch and Judy or, yeah. uh, you know, he's Hungry Caterpillar. You. Oh, no, he is. Oh, no, he isn't. We all know what's going to yeah. happen. But that familiarity is great. Yeah. We all love it. And that's ingrained in us. Because as we learn and are told stories as children, we get used to that arc and that narrative. And that's why it's important that we that we keep those we keep that story structure going and we keep that story structure um, in mind when we're telling our story because it just latches into that bit of the brain that people will immediately understand. So I think there's definitely a lot to be said for there's no fear in the repetition of a story because it's fine and one thing I often hear when people say oh, well if I write my story I'll get bored of telling it and I always my, my response to that is yeah but you're not the Rolling Stones imagine how many times they have played the hits they come out on stage and no one no one wants to know anything but the hits it's just shut up and play the hits isn't it it's imagine thousands maybe tens of thousands of times they've played those songs but yet that is all people want to hear and people love it. They've listened to those songs thousands of times and they still, you know, go mad every time they play it. So it's just part of the job is getting good at telling your story. And if you get to tell a little bit like I did today, I got to tease you all with my little engineering snippet of story. And I'm like, well, that's like one tiny slither. But yet it opens up something. So even if you just write your story for yourself, and you just get clear on why the bits of your story are relevant to your ideal client, it means that when you're talking and making content, you can drop in little bits of empathy, little bits of authority, and little bits of journey to show how you link all those three things together. And that could be in, you know, an Instagram comment, no, a, a caption. You know, you can still t throw little bits of your story in. And if you feel like your story in full is something you want to get out there then you could make a youtube video of it you could write it as a page on your website and then rather than having to be the rolling stones and roll out the hits day after day after day you can just point people to the story on the website if they want to read the full thing of course they can or watch the video or do a podcast version of it so you cover your watch read listen do but i think there's there's that element of capturing the bit of your story that people want to hear up front and just getting clear on that because then when we move into the next chapter which is product it informs the shape the size the format the features the bits of our product that people actually are interested in 
and your story is how you get them to that product. And then when we move into the next stage, it's all about content. And I touched on this just now with like, you know, when you're making content, you're telling bits of your story or maybe the whole story. You know, maybe you'll get invited on a podcast and someone will say, so Kieran, tell us all about you. Where did you start off? And then, oh, I've got an opportunity to tell my story. Brilliant. And off you go. Luckily, you've got one up your sleeve. So there it is. You've got this great story to tell. And then journey at the end, the last step is where we bring it all together, because that's where we say, okay, well, you know who you want to attract. You've got a great story to tell. You've got something they really want to buy. You've made all this amazing content. How do you stitch that all together into something that makes sense to them, but also serves you? So it brings you clients when you're ready for them and in the right and brings you the right people to have that conversation with. So that's where that this story is almost like the sort of peak of the hill on the journey. It's like we're going up and up and up. And this is always the bit, if you're on a hike, this is the bit where everyone's like, I don't think I've bought enough water. Oh, is it much further? Everyone's a bit like, no, oh, I just want to get onto the good stuff. And it's like, yeah, we're almost at the, come on, just keep going, just keep going. And I think that sometimes what this story bit feels like when people look at it, they're a bit like, why are you talking about, waffling on about hero's journey? How does this relate to Instagram posts or YouTube videos? And it's, But actually taking that step back separates you from the mass noise and hysteria of buy my yoga mats or you know buy my 97 dollar course to get 10,000 followers blah, 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 all the rabbity yeah. noise that's out there it's the thing that we all have actually in our back pockets that you don't need any technical marketing skills for or any other skills as as coaches it's lucky that you guys also have a really empathetic attitude <laughs> already so yeah. that's a good good starting point um i think you know you're you're kind of all set really uh to do some seriously good storytelling uh and um it's nice to hear from kieran that uh he's finding it so interesting to think about this in the context of storytelling it's amazing mm. says how easy it is to convince yourself that you're already done that you've already done this topic or story and must therefore innovate and iterate further but that comfort and knowing of the shape of the coming story is so reassuring um yeah so you have it in your back pocket i think we think we've already done it we sort of sometimes think why would anyone be interested in us but simon and i have told our story hundreds of times so far and in fact every time we tell it a little bit more comes out of the mm. work um about how uh you know we sort of uh harmoniously found each other at just the right time and of course there's some storytelling going on there um, and to be able to look back on how we met and how we met at that time and what Simon was doing and what I was doing and how the two dovetailed so nicely becomes this lovely story on retrospect but mm. we couldn't have made it up from the beginning and that's what I'm talking about is the ability to look back and go wow what a wonderful story that you guys happen to have 20 years of marketing each that you met each other in this fabulous lovely community um and uh you know you both absolutely love the idea of doing ethical marketing and really vibed off each other when we started talking about that and then also how uh simon was doing these amazing things with regards to uh telling people how to do excellent marketing and i was really 
motivated by how doing marketing was making people feel and Simon thought gosh that's such a wonderful thing I wish we I wish we could work together and Francis thought well it's just what I'm looking for is to work with someone and in fact we've completely fallen for each other mm. let's do something let's build something and that feels like such a wonderful story and it is what happened but mm. it's a different way of saying yeah well Simon had done this thing and I thought it was quite interesting and you know so there's ways of framing what happened um in a way that's going to make you guys think gosh that fabulous collaboration what a wonderful idea i I thank you so much for giving me the gift of collaboration can work Mm. with people that don't know haven't known each other for 30 years um you know who and and there's all the unknowns there as well because we can talk about you know we can only imagine what might go wrong you know because Mm. we're collaborating we've built a community we're, we're building building content for courses um we're st- telling our own stories and we're getting to know each other and you know here's what might happen but here's mm-hmm. what could have happened and didn't happen and here's how wonderful go. it's feeling right now um so we're trying to live out what it is to tell a story from where we are at mm. and of course we have our own respective lives from the 20 years of experience that we both come to this page of this story with um, which we're happy to tell, but we're not going to do it now because as I said, it's not necessarily of great relevance, but there's every opportunity for us to pull out those stories in due course. Yeah, and I think there's there can be different versions of your story. There can be, you know, the 30-second version. There can be the five-minute version. There can be the hour version. But whatever it is, I think just stepping back and considering writing your story from the point of view of the person reading it not the person telling it is the small but huge step that people just don't take and this is why this step is so crucial because turning that round and looking at it from the back and going right if I'm reading this what am I getting from it why is this person the person I want to know more about why is this going to make me ask questions to do something to act upon this story? Because if we think about the hero's guide, the, the hero's journey, that's exactly what we need. We need someone who isn't wanting to be the hero. They're wanting to be the guide. And I, Francis touched on this just now. And one of the important things is that as a guide, you have to be confident that you can show people where the danger lies so if we're taking a mountain path for example and i've done this mountain path 10 times before i know that around this corner there's a really slippy bit so watch out you know if you're not with me you're gonna have to remember where this is if i'm with you i'll give you a shout before that corner so you don't slip that's the difference in being a guide and being the hero because the hero is going to be the person who's at the bottom waiting to save you, right? Because they want to be the hero. So they're going to let you fail in order to be the hero. Whereas the guide is someone who's 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 not, not letting that happen, but they are setting up the guide rails, if you see what I mean, to say, I've created a safe passage through this. If you want to come with me on my journey, you know, obviously you can go and have your own journey. There's nothing stopping you. But if you'd like, then... I, I, I invite you to come with me. And that's what that story is doing. And I think that is part of that authority piece that is sometimes the bit that people don't like or lean back from because they feel like they're boasting or they're shouting or they're... But actually, sometimes that's just what's needed. It's like, do you know what? I have been doing this for 20 years. Mm. You know, it's like, 
I I used to feel a bit embarrassed about saying that just because I felt like I was boasting. And then I realised, well, actually, there are some people out there who've been doing this six months who think they know it all. And it's like, actually, I've been doing, I've, I, I've seen that not work five times. You know, I've it's seen a client like lose 20 grand on that. And it's just, it's, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's the it's the experience. And, mm. you know, if you go on a nature walk, I've just thought of this, you want someone to go, stop. Did you hear that? Mm. And if you're on your own, you might not know to notice those things. And as coaches, you know, I think partly it's about observance and inviting people to be conscious and mindful of things. Um, you know, so the, the storytelling is also, I think, you know, I was talking to Simon about the idea of a story being like a comprehension exercise at school mm. um, and I'm sure you'll all remember that at school we were given a, a piece of prose and then we had a load of questions to ask you know what was Bob uh, doing when he discovered that he had only uh, that he'd lost his key <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. and then but I'm thinking there's another um, you know set of questions here as well which is to invite our audience to just stop and think what what came up for you what were you feeling when i was telling you about mm. uh our, our meeting each other um and i think we want to tell a story uh and be thinking about what the questions that we want people to ask themselves are and then we can actually articulate those so in our marketing we talk about marketing as being healthy conversation having um you know we can think as we start to build the comforting story that we're happy to tell about what questions we can ask in relation to our story that might help people who aren't immediately readily thinking about how our story relates to them that we can help them start thinking in that way mm. uh, and there'll be things around feelings or there'll be just uh, points at which you're encouraging people to be observant of what's happening did you hear that did you see what I did there did you notice what came up for you when I said that? Like, what's your equivalent of this situation? Mm, mm. And all these lovely questions that get people to think, oh, that's why you're telling me the story. You're telling me this story because you want me to think about what I'm going through, what my story is, and like how it's going to be a much more interesting nature walk if I'm walking it with you and you're telling me just to stop and listen for a second. Yeah, I think that's a really good um, example, and it it. it it's something I think people can really sort of appreciate and uh, it's a nice way of framing it, I think. If you can, you know, what sounds do you want the person reading your story to stop and listen for, I think is, is a really good a, a good sort of way to think of it. Um, Jacob's and, asking, are there any tools, methods that can help build or exploit my story to create the best version? Yes, of course. Thankfully, you're already in our community. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yes, we will give you um, exercises to do to help you to further um, explore um, your story. Exploit is a, is a good word. It has some kind of ooh, yeah. connotations yeah, it's, it's... to it, but it's the right word actually to mm. use because you want to take your story and and you know make the most of it, mm. get something out of it that yeah. serves you. Um, yeah. But yeah, the one the one example I sort of tip tool thing I just you know if I haven't mentioned today already is that thing of just sit down, get it out there, and then don't disturb yourself. Give yourself a certain amount of time to either write, record, talk to someone, um, and then reflect back on what came up. Think about where you a victim or a perpetrator, 
and and sort of what was the energy that you started mm. telling the story with and what's the energy that you got at the end and then we can do more work along the way to kind of really nitpick the the kind of facts and figures and what in there do you think is relevant to what you're trying to say to your ideal audience and of course if we don't have an ideal audience it's quite difficult <coughs> to know exactly what in our story is going to be of great relevance so it's going to be a harder job it's not impossible but it's going to be a harder job to bridge as one of our community uh, community members has helpfully used as a word <coughs> in the past couple of weeks um, you know what's going to bridge what we've been through with what we want them to appreciate that we empathize they are going through um, but start with that almost a vomit as it were mm -hmm. like where you're coming from to yeah. where you are now yeah well have because there'll be elements in that that you won't have remembered you won't have thought about and then suddenly be like oh yeah in 2013 I went on a retreat and I did all this work around I've totally forgotten that I you know had no you know what I mean you might have totally forgotten that you've got all this experience you've been sat on for decades maybe and totally forgotten about and actually writing down that sort of history of you almost will even if you just bullet point it you know and then expand on it you'll start to work out experiences and things that you've done and seen and heard and people you've met that suddenly you're like, oh, do you know what? My ideal client would love to know I'd met that person. That I time know, I met... What's just yeah. popped into my head is Kieran now using the story and writing a piece of music or a song. And it's like, I mean, I'm not expecting you to do that, Kieran. But, you know, take what you are good at. Think about mm. your delivery. Think about your coaching approach. And think about, you know, as not necessarily when you're first writing down your story and that sort of self-serving get it all out there exercise but later on you might like to think about if there's a way of storytelling a way of telling your story that also mirrors what it is you want people to understand mm. is your style and then you can you know very clearly articulate that you are very let's say that you're a coach that that is is going to be helping people with building confidence because they have had a something awful happened to them in their lives um, and they need to get back on track um, you know if it's about confidence how is your storytelling showing confidence like what is the bold way in which you're being punchy with your story that mm. says confidence is something I know about and I'm going to use that in my storytelling um, yeah well yeah because I think if you don't have especially if you're helping people with confidence there's that fine line between confidence and arrogance and I think the empathy element helps make that balance for you. And it frees you up to then use the authority in a really supportive and encouraging way to show that I've got confidence to tell you my story. So if that resonates with you, if you'd like to have the confidence to tell your story or to have confidence to do whatever you're doing, then I'm the right guide. And I think to sort of loop it back to the beginning where we started, I'll paste in the chat now. This is the sort of summary, uh, the, the, the sort of summary of that hero's journey, and it's that that element of even if you just take this and then expand on it with your experience and elements that fit in your elements of this story, you will start to create a structure that is a narrative that you can tell that feels more like a proper story and less like a memoir. Because again, if some, you know, if you're on a podcast and someone says, so tell me about you and you just rattle off a list of dates and times and books you've read and things, but it's not 
it's not interesting, is it? Whereas if you have a story to tell, then it's going to be much better. So I would I would reflect on your sort of long history arc, look at your ideal client, and then start to construct the elements of that story, pulling inspiration from those two elements um, that you've worked on. So if you do need a refresher, if anyone's watching this on Catch Up, the previous session we did, Chapter 2, is all about your ideal client. So do go and check that out if you want to know a bit more about that. Um, and in terms of the next steps, in terms of taking this story up to the next level, we are in the process at the moment of creating the Better, Bolder, Braver Marketing Journey course, which will be coming to the community soon. And in that, there are a handful of other exercises we've collated together, which help you take that thinking to the next level. Um, they take a little bit longer than we've got today to work through all of them. So, uh, and you also need to have the space in order to do it. So we've kind of, we're creating this course that's chunked up into nice little sections so that you can work through it with your, at your own pace and, you know, spend time really thinking about these things without having to worry, well, have I taken it all in? Because obviously from today, we've covered the whole spectrum of story. But what this allows you to do is to work through each of the bits in order in little chunks when you've got the time in and around your client work. And also, can I just round off, uh, because you've just, uh, I thought, brought it round really nicely back to the beginning bit, which is the self-compassion bit, which is let's not put ourselves out there without a bit of an acknowledgement that we do mm. have a story. So, you know, where we're at now, why you guys might be here as coaches, where we're at and how we found each other comes with stuff. We have been through stuff and and you know when we're invited to recount that for the sake of marketing invariably we're gonna uh you know need to look back on what that experience was um and i think it's important that we just say to ourselves some parts of this are painful um i definitely don't necessarily want to talk about them out loud or in fact i'm very happy to talk about it out loud whichever way you go there's going to be bits of what's happened to you and what you're bringing which could be um um you know evocative and uh triggering um in good ways as well mm. and i think to give as simon says to give yourself the space uh you know a dedicated ritual of looking back and asking yourself why on earth are you here right now and what does make you qualified to speak to the person that you've decided is somebody you want to speak to and help you know actually we can get quite a lot out of that so the story bit which actually comes in the middle of our journey is quite a nice point at which to kind of just take a moment to just remember that we are we are humans um, mm. who are who are kind of living out the story right now in fact yes it is exciting Kieran. yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, I think there's there's lots of opportunities with story. There's lots of different directions you can take it. And that's why it's it's all about trying to get the story out rather than holding it within. Because once it's out, the possibilities are huge. There's numerous ways we can take and work with the story that will be relevant to some coaches and not to others. For some coaches, your personal story won't really be what the client's wanting to hear. But 
I, for most of you, there will be elements of it that really speak to people. And there'll be elements of, because you've explored it and because you're showing some vulnerability, maybe in showing that story or confidence in sharing that story, you're going to just stand out a little bit above mm. some of those other people out there who are maybe offering something similar or saying they're going to deliver something similar, but they're not sharing that they've been there, they've done it. They are ultimately positioning themselves as the hero and not as the guide. And when we look at that, we realise that people don't follow heroes. They want to be the hero and they want the guide to help them get there. And in case you're wondering what qualifies us, I can tell you at this juncture, which isn't necessarily something that we shared in the first chapter, uh, Simon was doing all the audio for Star Wars film sets. I do have an A in theatre studies. Um, and in fact, I have an A in, in, in music for GCSE. There we go. Um, so we, we have some authority to talk about the things that we've talked about today. Yeah. Uh, it's not all about qualifications. It's more about passion. But I hope you can tell that we do have passion around the subject of storytelling as an art. Yeah. And that we get quite excited about it. So, um, well, so one day, that's why we understand it's exactly. very important to you. <laughs> exactly. Well, one day what we'll do is we'll get everybody together around a big campfire and we shall regale okay. some of these stories that we've got and we can all share some of the adventures we've been on, the things we've seen, and the places we've Can you see what Simon to. did there by just giving you a little teaser of what's to come? <laughs> that campfire experience which we're all going to look forward to now exactly i can tell you all about the world of star wars (laughs) thanks for listening everyone it's been a really fun fun one today um i hope you guys have enjoyed it and i hope that um we'll see any of you that are not already in the community in the community yeah um and we'll really enjoy doing some of these exercises with you and i hope you've enjoyed listening to the story today I will post um, a couple of the slides that we're working on around story under the replay in the community as well. I'll post the hero's journey um, slide so you can uh, get a bit more detail on that in in the community. So do watch out for the replay be posted in the next couple of days. Uh, So thank you very much for listening and watching and we'll see you in the next chapter product. We hope that conversation has got you thinking. And if you'd like to find out more, you can read the whole of the coach's marketing journey on our website, betterbolderbraver.com. You can also join us for future conversations and save your free spot at an upcoming live event in the events tab. If you're a coach feeling overwhelmed by marketing, then join our community of brave and visionary coaches who are like-minded people going on a similar journey. You'll be able to share ideas and reflect with each other about how marketing is making you feel, whilst feeling supported, inspired and energised to keep going. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember that together we're better, bolder, braver.